Welcome to another episode of Product Thinking. I am Kyle Evans, and this week we're talking about planting trees, a long-term investment over short-term payoff. So Monday was Memorial Day here in the U.S., and so uh, Tuesday I extended the holiday weekend, which is why this week's newsletter and, of course, this podcast is uh, coming to you a day later than usual. So appreciate the patience in that. And uh, so jumping into it, uh, we actually planted a tree over the weekend uh, among some other bigger projects, which I'll probably talk about later because I think there's some interesting lessons in uh, some of those. But it's a it's a really nice looking uh, oak tree, uh, and it will be a really, really great shade tree in 10 or 15 years, which my wife often bemoans the fact that in Utah, which is where we are, uh, the trees are so slow growing. Uh, in her native Texas, they grow much faster with much less effort. But here in the desert, you know, we have to nurture our trees. Uh, anyway, we love planting new trees and we usually add a tree or two each year, even knowing that we won't necessarily reap any benefit in the short term. In terms of shade or fruit, uh, for quite a long time. And that's okay with us because you know we're in it for the long haul. You know, the trees that we planted when we first moved in to our current home a few years ago have already grown quite a bit and are offering a little shade in the heat of the summer, which our dog takes advantage of, though it's not quite enough shade for much else yet. But the plan is that one day it will be. Uh, so it can get really easy and it can be really easy to get allured into short termism. I could easily see someone asking the short-sighted question, you know, why spend a few hundred dollars on trees right now when they won't offer any shade for years? Why indeed? If you want shade right now, a young tree won't offer very much. And if you have the same attitude quarter after quarter, wondering where to put your dollars, a new tree will probably not win that battle. But five years down the road, You'll look back and potentially regret not planting some trees that could offer shade or fruit or just natural beauty. But then at that point, you can only choose to plant a new tree or continue to put it off or, you know, potentially fork out a lot of money for a much more mature tree. So I see the same attitude all the time in our businesses and our organizations. We take a quarterly or yearly approach to planning and to investment, barely able to see past what will get the stock price up or increase sales in the next quarter or the next period. The tree can't win in that type of environment. A tree is a 10-year investment. And so very few companies have the vision or willpower to see that far ahead. To understand that success isn't just about immediately increasing sales or increasing the stock price, 
but about creating something meaningful that will last. It's about planting a tree that will turn into a mighty oak. And those of us on product teams often experience the thrash that comes with the lack of vision. Rather than planting trees and nurturing them over the long term, too many organizations shift from one project to the next and to the next each quarter, often at the whim of the highest paid person, chasing the alluring dollar or the big deal or the big client, never thinking about the shade tree that needs to be planted for the future and that needs to be nurtured along the way. So as you look at your work, what are you doing that is planting trees for the future versus just chasing the next quarter? And how can you shift more to the long term? So that is the thoughts for this week and this week's newsletter and this week's episode. Some additional interesting reads and listens as well that you can find in uh, this week's newsletter. The Bull Case for Ethereum, an article that I have linked uh, in this week's newsletter, so check that out. Uh, A quote from that, Ethereum is so much more than a cryptocurrency. It's a world computer and the value layer of the internet. It lets people build apps and products with money baked into the code. If you believe that Web3 is going to continue to grow, then you likely believe that over time, Ethereum will become the sediment layer of a new internet. Fascinating article that really lays out the the bull case for Ethereum and and why it's so important and so interesting. You know, I think it's it it also you know kind of explains a little bit about where Bitcoin falls in this. Um, you know, Bitcoin being the equivalent of gold, you know, a store of value, but Ethereum being again kind of that underlying value layer of the internet and how it's just the beginning of it. So check that out. Another interesting article, uh, Facebook unbans COVID theories. You know, Facebook announced that it will allow posts about theories that COVID came from a laboratory leak in Wuhan after it banned them last year. It raises interesting question, speech questions, but also interesting product questions for me in how should social apps handle speech? How much should they filter versus how much should they allow? And what happens when they get it wrong? Uh, Complex questions that when you think about them from the product side, I don't have any easy answers. You know, I, I think depending on where you may fall politically, you may have some some very strong opinions about it, but uh, you know when it comes to the the product managers or the product teams uh, involved in actually handling these applications uh, becomes very very difficult in balancing all of these things. And so, where do you balance them? Where do you make some of these trade offs? And knowing that you're going to get some of it wrong, where do you lean to? Uh, I, I find it absolutely fascinating to kind of. Uh, think about that and and take some of that approach to it. So 
uh, I don't necessarily have some of those answers and don't necessarily envy the place that uh, some of these teams and groups are in, but um, interesting things to be watching and thinking about. Um, of course, uh, the another article, JBS cyber attack. Uh, these cyber attacks keep coming uh, fast and strong. And another one shutting down one of the largest uh, meatpacking companies. So an article linking to more about that from this uh, past weekend. Are they becoming more common or, or are we just talking about them more? I uh, don't know the answer to that, but uh, it's definitely becoming more and more of an industry and probably something we're going to see more and more of going forward. At least that's the sense that we're getting. So I also link in this week's newsletter, uh, a podcast, How Ransomware Works. Speaking of cyber attacks, it was a great explainer on how the whole industry operates and why we're potentially seeing more now. I didn't realize just how specialized ransomware had become and basically ransomware as a service, you know, very similar to software as a service uh, where you have all of these different players offering different parts of this puzzle that kind of gets put together from the infiltration to the payments to you know the unlocking and all of these different pieces that come together as different parts of a service and uh, it it's a probably shouldn't be surprising in the world that we live in but a fascinating thing so uh, check out that if you want to know more about how ransomware works and especially ransomware as a service as it becomes more and more prevalent in the world that we live in. So that is the newsletter and the episode for this week. If you like that, don't forget to follow us on wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to the free weekly newsletter, productthinking.cc. Or if you want to uh, you know, help us out, you can uh, subscribe to the paid version, uh, which adds a couple extra each month, or, you know, just give us a tip link to that in the show notes, or, you know, give us a shout out on social medias. Always appreciate that. And until next time, I am Kyle Evans at Kyle Larry Evans. I will see you later.